I think the the biggest message that that we can teach our clients is how to listen to their own bodies. If you're a professional singer, want to know how to turn singing into a career, or simply love to hear stories from singers on the road, then The Working Singer is the podcast for you. I chat with pro singers about how they make a creative living in the music business, lending their talent to stars like Enrique Iglesias, The Killers, Elvis Costello, and more. They share life lessons, business advice, and how they make a living when they're off the road. We'll also discuss vocal health, technique, performance, coaching, and pretty much all things vocal. Elevate your approach to your singing career, get enlightened about what the pros do, and be inspired with new ideas that you can make your own. My name is Jamila Ford, and this is the Working Singer Podcast. Welcome, 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 guys. Thanks for joining me again this week. How are you? I hope you're okay. I hope you're doing well. Um, I got a chance to speak with quite a few singers last week, did a little singer check-in, and um, you guys sound like you're doing pretty well. Everybody's being productive and just kind of taking advantage of the time or just getting the rest that they need or doing both. So I think that's kind of the order of the day. And um, we got to look out for ourselves and each other. You know, I'm just really impressed with how people are finding creative ways to just share their art. There's so many online concerts and all of that. So I think that's really cool. I got to figure that out. I haven't, uh, I've been so busy you know, teaching and with the podcast that um, I haven't had the chance to dig into that, but I did want to do some, you know, solo performing this year. Uh, So maybe that's the way to do it. That's the way to go. No, we'll see. But, you know, I hope you guys are doing well. So this week's Working Singer podcast guest is singer, health coach, and co-host of the On Stage with Wellness podcast, Gina Daniels. We chat about staying healthy while on the road, why she decided to get a degree in nutrition, and how we can practice self-care during these very uncertain times. So I know a lot of you are so interested in health and wellness. As singers, we have to really pay attention to our health and what kind of situations we expose ourselves to. we got to make sure we get plenty of rest, and oftentimes our job depends on it. So I know this is going to be really interesting for you guys. Without further ado, the lovely Gina Daniels. Hey. How are you? It's good to meet you. Yeah, you too. And um, are you in New York? I'm in LA. Okay. Awesome. Where are you? I'm in Orlando. Oh, okay. Yeah. So lots of like Disney closures and lots of performers being laid off and... Uh, it's been tough. Has it been tough over there? What's what's the latest yeah. story? Uh, it has been very rough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all but one of my gigs have been canceled. Really? And um, yeah, that's pretty much true for everybody. I mean, that I know people, if people were on tour, they're no longer on tour. They had to come home. Yeah. Over the weekend. I had friends who were working on Broadway in New York mm-hmm. and that's shut down. Mm-hmm. So they're back. So. This is terrible. No bueno. It's interesting as to how long this is going to last and, and how long we can kind of keep this up. I mean, 
yeah, right now, I'm yeah, just like, point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to like work to make money and make money to live. So, you know, yeah. I don't, I, I see none of this as tenable for longer than a week. And I know it's <laughs> any longer than that longer than a day for many of us. I mean, you know, I needed the money I was going to be making over the weekend. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, luckily I've gone into teaching, but I don't have a ton of students yet. I just kind of started doing that. So what do you teach? Voice. Voice. Yeah. That's what I figured. Online. Piano. Um, I've been doing it on person, in person and online. Uh I've moved everybody pretty much online, you know, yeah. And like, I just, you can't, I've heard a lot of media, like you can't shut down the whole world. Like people still need to eat. People still need to pay their bills. And it's just, yeah. how can that even happen without, um, people working and having the ability to work or make money, especially doing yeah. something that may not be like a necessity right now, like the entertainment industry, but I know in times of need, like throughout history, we've needed that type of entertainment to yeah. get through these types of things. And that's what people are using. I mean, everybody's on Netflix. Everybody's listening to their music. Yep. And, you know, we want, me and my husband are heavily into The Walking Dead and Fear <laughs> the Walking Dead, all that kind of thing. And the thing that you don't hear a lot of, and, and because they have to stay silent for the, you know, the, the walkers or the zombies or whatever mm -hmm. is, I mean, they can't really, you don't hear them playing a lot of music mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, nobody's like writing songs, really. Nobody's, they're just trying to like survive. Mm -hmm. And that, that was one big thing that I noticed with that show. I was like, where'd all the art go, mm -hmm. you know? Because <laughs> that's what gets you through. Yeah. So yeah. what has been your journey? Because um, I just want to maybe get to know a little bit more about you, but like, I know this is about you interviewing me. Um, yeah, but course. whatever, whatever you want to do, have you always lived in LA? Um, I've always lived in California. Mm. I, I grew up in Rialto, which is less than halfway between here and, uh, Palm Springs. Cool. So yeah. And I've, I've been in LA proper about 15 years now. Wow. And, um, yeah, you know, it's been interesting. So are you, are you from Orlando? <laughs> no, I'm actually from Virginia. I grew up there. Um, and then after I graduated high school, moved up to New York City and was there for school. And mm. then immediately after graduating, I booked a gig with Disney Cruise Line. And I was mm -hmm. there for almost 10 years. Mm. So that's kind of what I've been doing. And, and I feel like, and I, while I was doing that, I got my degree, finished my BFA in musical theater online um, while I was sailing, which was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I'd got. How, how did that work? I went to AMDA, which is, um, I'm sure you guys have one in LA too, the American oh, yeah. Dramatic Academy. Um, mm -hmm. I went to the New York City campus and um, obviously they give you your credits for um, your like elective credits first you get about half of your credits for a BFA and then the rest of your credits can transfer to the new school, which is in Greenwich village. And I chose to do all of it online. And all mm. I had to do was have a certain amount of liberal arts credits and I would pick the most random ass class. <laughs> <laughs> like one of them was the history of New York or um, music in the seventies, like the most random things I've ever done. Um, and I didn't have to take like any 
math or English. I mean, I did because that was my interest. Um, I took mm-hmm. like an accounting class and, you know, basics, but, um, yeah, I finished it all online on the ship. And of course we don't get Wi-Fi for free. So that was so hard. So difficult. Right. Yeah. And we were all over oh, Europe too. What? Are they? they don't give it free to the workers. Oh no. Oh, isn't that terrible? That's so lame. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> well, I- because <laughs> I'd be like, um, for a while it was, I know what it is now, but I can't remember what it was back in the day. Right now it's um, for 500 megabytes, megabytes, it's tw- mm-hmm. $20. Oh my gosh. And they pay, or they charge double the price for the guests. Holy moly. Yeah. 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 I went on a cruise so, a while back and it was, I remember it being like, I'll just be offline for a while. That's pretty much where I was with that. Oh my God. Yeah. If I was a guest, it'd be so much easier because I'm just like, oh yeah, I just want to unplug. But right. when you're there for six to eight months, you're like, you got to do what you got to do. Right. Yeah. So. Um, are, so when was the last time you um, worked on a cruise? Had you been doing that recently or had you fully switched over to nutrition and health I, and all that. during the lab because I had noticed that I had a lot of time during the day and then I did my shows at night I had a lot of time to dedicate to other things so that's why I did finish my degree on board and um went through that whole process and then after that I'm the kind of person who's like what's next what's next on my list mm-hmm. so I ended up combining um because I saw that yes performing is my passion but it's also not hundred percent sustainable. And I was very lucky to where I was in a sustainable role where I was booking the same gig for a long time. Um, but I started to see my fellow performers being like, they're not asking me back. They're not asking me back. I'm, you know, I didn't book this. And I was the one of the lucky ones who kept getting through. And I was like, damn, like what's going to happen to me when that doesn't happen anymore. Um, So I was looking for ways to combine my passion with um, creating more of like a digital online presence mixed with um, like helping people, which is what I loved, and then health and fitness, which is what I always loved as well. Mm. So I found health coaching um, and I was just kind of doing some Googling and, and found the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is one of the best ones out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that all online and I was used to doing classes online because of my BFA and, um, and I really enjoyed it. It completely changed my life, um, mm-hmm. about what I thought health was and the restrictions and expectations of health. Um, and then I started to see, like, look at my own fellow performers and be like, wow, um, you know, I'm learning all this stuff about health. I would love to share that with you or, you know, these mindsets that we've created around the entertainment industry, um, sometimes they're so toxic. So it was really nice to be able to learn not only about nutrition and movement, but also well-rounded ideas of health. Um, So I really enjoyed doing that. And then I um, took on some clients while I was on board. Um, And then me and my husband just got married in the last summer. Um, but I had stopped my last contract, uh, in 2018, the beginning of 2018. Um, 
I'm, I'm sure as you know, as a guest, it's really hard to live on board. So after so many years, I was like, I'm turning 30. I'm, I think I'm done with cruise life. I think I'm done. Mm, it was, yeah. it was a lot. So, but I'm super grateful for the time. How are your friends who are, you know, uh, still on the cruise ships, how are they dealing with what's going on right now with COVID-19? Oh man, right now um, with Disney Cruise Line, they're actually um, quarantined on board. So they're just like floating in the middle of the ocean right now, um, not being able to get off the ship. Uh, they're quarantining them for two to three weeks. So they literally cannot go on land for that long. Oh my gosh. I know. And I was just like, oh my God, like I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Like here, at least I have Wi Fi. At least I have yeah. nature. I can go on some walks. And my animal, like I have my cat, they don't even have any of that because, you know, I lived through that. I know what they don't have. And, it's really hard. So yeah, they're, uh, they're trying to stay sane. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen a couple of like funny videos come out where, uh, where they're singing like into the unknown, that song from frozen. Okay. <laughs> um, so they're, they're definitely like getting the humor out of it. Um, but yeah, they're, they're in a really tough situation. And at this point, like they're just trying to look for support in each other mm -hmm. and, um, and not, it's, it's a bittersweet situation because yes, you aren't near the things that you really want to be near, like your family and nature and, um, connection with other people, but you're also getting a chance to disconnect. Like you were saying earlier mm -hmm. from all of this crap, like on the media and mm -hmm. the fear-based stuff, you know? How are they getting, are they able to get their news and stuff like that? Or how are they? Yeah. Yeah. They're able to get their news. Um, like I said, they have Wi-Fi, so right. they're able to just tap on and, and get the latest updates and our leaders okay. on board will right. notify them and, and stuff, but they'll probably have, I'm thinking most likely they'll have some company meetings throughout the week right. where the managers will, will update them and and go from there. So, but my, mm. my husband actually works on the ship as well as a Marine engineer. And, um, he was in danger of, uh, he's from the UK and he was in the UK. He was going to fly over on the 20th and then they ban all UK travel. Yeah. So thank God we had booked him a flight for last Saturday because he wouldn't mm -hmm. have made it in. We have no idea when he's going back. He's supposed to be going back the end of April, but Apparently, they're still going to be floating at that point. <laughs> oh, man. I know. Oh, what about your friends? Um, do you have friends at Disney? Um, yeah. Or New World? Yep. How, what have they been going through? Um, it's really hard. <laughs> they, uh, because a lot of them, I mean, I'm sure you know, a lot of actors and a lot of performers have like multiple jobs. Mm -hmm. um, they have their performer gig, and then they have their normie job. So I work at Lululemon as a, as a leader there um, mm. as well. And that has been my like normie job through all of my like health coaching and doing this podcast and, um, mm -hmm. trying to book work. But, um, 
Yeah, they, uh, if they're part-time or seasonal, which is the majority of uh, the performers there, they don't get right. any pay. Yeah. But if you're full-time, mm -hmm. obviously you get like a small percentage of your salary. Um, yeah. And then at, at one point, I think they were requiring them to come in if they were full-time to work on like admin stuff. I don't know if that's still happening. Mm. But um yeah. yeah, same with SeaWorld and, and Universal. Apparently with, with SeaWorld, all of the performers in the entertainment industry are, or department are um, part-time. So they, don't, mm -hmm. they didn't pay any of them. Oh. Yeah. Really? I know. Like SeaWorld couldn't do that? <laughs> I know. My friend, I was checking on my friend and she was like, yeah, there's only like the managers. Yeah two supervisors that are full-time and one manager and everyone else was only allowed to be part-time. Lame. Yeah. And then all the college program kids were sent home. They had like four days to pack up and leave. Right. Yeah. So oh, I know it's, it's really sad. It's really sad. So we're trying to do the best we can and offer support. Um, mm -hmm. even through Lululemon, which is also an amazing company. Um, Without, yeah, I like them. Yes. Oh my God. They're an incredible company. Just what they've done since this has began um, with mm -hmm. like our community online, as well as um, stuff for the employees is just mm -hmm. so valuable. You have your podcast mm -hmm. on stage with wellness. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Um, so when I um, got off the ship and moved to Orlando, I was like fresh start new things. Let's work a little bit more on my health coaching business. Um, I rekindled my friendship with my um, co-host, Danielle. She mm -hmm. lives in New York and is a bar method teacher, but she's also a contemporary dancer. Um, and we were both kind of in this off period where we like, were trying to figure out like what, what we wanted to do in this industry, as well as have a health coaching business as well as just like find new things about ourselves. Um, so we were keeping each other accountable with like our health coaching. But then we were like, we need to start a podcast. Like we need to start something together because we feel like we're giving each other advice about the industry and health together. Mm -hmm. But we could also be sharing this with other people. Yeah. Um, and it was things like, perfect, you know, perfectionism in the industry. It was about, um, how to stay healthy on the road. Cause it was really, really hard to maintain health on board. And so many people have that issue. Mm. Um, whether it's like, what do I eat? You know, what do I eat for energy and, and sustained, um, fuel? Um, you know, how, how should I be working out? Or, you know, a lot of people were like, well, my shows are so hard. I shouldn't, I don't need to work out. And then they get off the ship and they eat whatever they want and they like, don't, they don't work out as much. So it's like mm -hmm. this, like all in and then nothing mentality. Right. Um, so we just, we felt like it was a chance for us to address those things that performers go through that nobody really mm -hmm. talks about. You know, there's, yeah. there's people that are all in to health and fitness in the industry. Um, but then there's people that are like teetering or, you know, are, are just not into it and, and don't really know how to navigate their health. Right. Cause it seems like 
a lot of it is, I mean, there's so much information mm -hmm. that unless you go to school for it, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to understand how to piece it together. Mm -hmm. It seems like most of what we get is um, some MSN articles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I read this thing and this thing popped up on my feed. And then it's like, how are you supposed to put all of that together and, yeah. you know, to make sense? And I, I do think some of it's more maybe some of it's simpler than we think and some of it's a little more complicated than we think. Yeah. And the great thing about the school that Danny and I attended was that they focus a lot on integrative health, which is, mm -hmm. like I said, not only nutrition and we learn a lot about diets and all the different ways of eating, but it's also about your mindset, about your right. career and your relationships and all the different parts of your life um, that people just forget about. They don't, think that it's a part of your health. Um, mm. And it really, it really makes a huge difference, especially when the founder of the school was like, I was trying to tell this lady how to, you know, you need to eat more broccoli, you need to eat more greens. But then she was going through an abusive relationship with her husband. So like, how can you tell someone to eat those mm. things when they have this emotional distress going on over here? So it's about addressing the person as a whole, as opposed to what Western medicine loves to do, which is in parts, like fix this yeah. one thing over here instead focus on the whole individual. Mm -hmm. So that's how we like to approach um, our health and, and all of our clients. And then obviously with the podcast too. Would you say like, you know, being on the ship, was that about just a sort of confusion about food um, I know there's, I guess that's a, you know, sort of maybe a knowledge thing, but also is there not enough healthy food available? Was it about availability or yes. what was that about? Mostly? A lot of it was availability, accessibility um, to not just food in general, but healthy food. Um, yeah. Now, uh, you know, not every department is so lucky, but Right now, um, of course, <laughs> before I leave, right before I leave, they were like, oh, you guys can eat in the guest areas. And we're like, oh, amazing. But before then, we had what's called a crew mess, and we mm -hmm. ate with all the crew, and then there was an officer mess. Um, mm -hmm. So there, on most of my ships, there was about 1,000 crew with you know multiple uh, cultures, mul multiple ethnicities, and so they had to be able to create meals that could, um, you know, appeal to multiple people or multiple cultures. Right. So we'd get a lot of like curries, we'd get a lot of stews and, and very interesting things, but Americans, and we look at things like that, we're like, whoa, like I would never eat that. <laughs> so <laughs> especially when you're, you know, 18, 19 years old, living away from home for the first time, and you're seeing all these like weird things on the buffet, of course, you're going to be like, I'm not eating that, <laughs> right. which, yeah, which was most of my cast members. Um, but for me, like even being a health coach and going through all of that uh, training, I found that it was really hard to just get raw vegetables, just salad bars and um, cooked vegetables that weren't doused in oil or butter. Um you know, maybe some non-dairy options, some um, vegan or vegetarian protein sources. They just, they appealed to, or the food appealed to a certain demographic and it also had to stay on a certain budget because they fed so many people. 
So it was, it was very hard to maintain health. I would come in, people would make fun of me, um, with like basically a bag of like pantry staples where I'm like had all these spices and, and condiments and things that, uh, could spice up my meals a little bit, maybe some superfoods too. Um, because we didn't really have those choices. So it was all about, uh, getting creative and finding the protein sources that you need maybe individually and, and making a meal as opposed to looking at the meals that were already made and, and, and eating that. Cause sometimes that was not the best option, but we had to eat something. You oh. must eat. That's the necessity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of our, uh, our dancer friends who were burning tons of calories, um, would be loading up on a lot of simple carbs, like, um, like bagels, and um, like the cereals, like the sugary cereals that they give us that are always on hand or ramen noodles or something um, just because they needed the energy, but there weren't that many like healthy um, carb sources. So mm. it was very hard. And when you think about that kind of stuff, the cereal, the bagels mm. and the simple carbs, I mean, what else is it about them? You know, people talk about carbs, but you know, what I understand about them is you know not only is it like a you know I call them dumb carbs <laughs> but <laughs> isn't that really the kind of thing that also maybe just sits in your gut yeah and doesn't really move along you know yes agreed so it's agreed. like just body you know yeah. yeah and they're mostly full of sugar so they're highly processed highly refined um, carbohydrate options and most of the time when we're eating them, they're in the forms of uh, like pastries or crackers or um, bread or pizza or things like that. Um, yeah. And they're bleached uh, flour. Um, so they have tons of chemicals in them. And then they are, they just sit in the, in the stomach for a long period of time. Like you said, they don't move through you. Um, they have tons of sugar in them um, for mm -hmm. flavor and they, um, yeah, the, the complex carbs that you want to be eating are like whole grains, um, yeah. a lot of fruit and vegetables that have the fiber um, to move through the stomach and, and improve your metabolism um, mm -hmm. because those carbs will spike your blood sugar and then come crashing down and then you're hungry like a couple right. of hours later. So it wasn't helpful for those people on the ship because they would load up on them because they needed quick energy and then they'd be absolutely starving. I would bring um, like rolled oats onto the ship and mm -hmm. have that um, as my main like carb source or I'd take the brown rice if they had it because we can bring non-perishables on the ship. So we'd have that to kind of help us along. That's good. Yeah. Were you able to cook in your room or how did that work? No, uh, we did have a few like secret things happening oh, <laughs> um, behind okay. closed doors. <laughs> I won't, <laughs> I won't divulge your secrets then. Oh, thanks. Because <laughs> um, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, yeah. But we kind of did what we had to do. Like there was a cafe upstairs that made coffees and smoothies and things. So I'd come with like a little baggie and be like, hey, can you like blend this into my little uh, blended smoothie coffee drink? Um, yeah. And it'd be like protein powder, collagen, maca powder, like all the things that I loved. Um, and, yeah. and needed nutrition, or even like greens powder. That was super mm -hmm. helpful in the chef. 
Um, and I would take it up there and I'd say, Hey, can you pour this in there for me? Um, so that was always a good option. There was another ship that I went on, um, my last contract, which had a smoothie bar and they were a lot, uh, better about having a lot of fresh ingredients up there for the guests. Um, and then we would also take advantage of that, um, and then give them our powders. It was a great option. And then obviously things like protein bars and, um, and then added ingredients like the chia seeds, flax seeds, um, you know, things like that were always helpful. That's great. I love that. You know, I, I had been following, um, a nutritionist for years and I, I was like so happy. I felt so lucky to find this, uh, person, um, Kimberly Snyder. I don't know if you'd heard of her. I think I have actually. Yeah. And she also has a podcast and she's got some books and things like that. But really that, you know, reading, um, you know, she's educated like yourself. And I think it's just important to find like for a lot of the things that I want to do and a lot of the areas I want to improve, find like one or two people who are like really, really, really educated Mm -hmm. in that area. And then just like ingest what they've got to say about things. And that really did change the way I think about eating and food. And, you know, the way it's changing how I ate just kind of changed the way my body, you know, responds to different things. And, you know, um, it makes a lot of sense with what you're saying about, you know, like the simple carbs, you know, going out to fast food at this point Mm -hmm. will maybe get me full for about a half hour. And then I'm like starving (laughs) after a while, but I do have, I do a lot of, um, protein shakes with all my, Mm. you know, my different powders and flax seeds and the chia seeds and stuff. And, and the, um, you know, just like the vegetable smoothies Mm -hmm. mixed in with a little fruit and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it's just, um, yeah, I, I think that's such a great thing just to like re, because we get educated on things and I, I don't know how great the education (laughs) is to be, but I don't, I don't know how much, you know, I don't feel like we get a really comprehensive education about really how to take care of ourselves, you know, like, and I know that's not an easy thing either. And teachers are overloaded and, you know, there's mm-hmm. all these competing factors. I mean, that's a whole other, you know, I'm sure that is an entire podcast series in and of itself. Yes. I think that the biggest message that, that we can teach our clients is how to listen to their own bodies. I yeah. think that is a skill that just nobody knows how to do they're always looking for other people to show them the answer or other people to tell them what to eat. And it's just, it's not the case. Like one of our biggest um, uh, concepts that we learned from uh, IIN was that each person is, is bio-individual and we each need different things um, in our diet. So we can't all eat the same thing and get the same results And I think it's important for people to know that because, you know, you may be able to eat a sweet potato, but, but this person over here may not be able to eat as many sweet potatoes without feeling super bloated, but like my go-to carb source is sweet potatoes. (laughs) So it's really, and I don't, I don't approach uh, each client that way. I'll say, you know, try this out, see how it feels in your body. Take note of that. And then if it doesn't work, let's switch it up. Let's change it to something else. And then you can feel it out for yourself. But 
I'm not going to prescribe anything for you because you are completely different than any other person on this planet. So right. the biggest skill that I teach them is, is listening to their body and, and how it feels, the food, the movement, mm-hmm. mindfulness, all of that. And I think when we focus on how we feel as opposed to how we want to look, <laughs> which is a whole nother concept yeah. as well in this industry, um, I think we, we become a lot uh, healthier with our um, emotional, emotional relationship with food and, um, and we don't treat it as if uh, a way to make us look a certain way. Um, when we're focusing or putting our main focus on how we feel when we eat the food, that concept kind of fades away a little bit or we can just focus on something else like fueling our bodies uh, for energy or for feeling good or, or for stress relief or whatever, as opposed to, you know, being a size two or, or whatever our expectations are. Yeah. So important Mm -hmm. um, to connect with that and not just, and not, I suppose, let just be driven by hunger. I'm hungry. Yes. Many, you know, um, and then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's good. You brought that up about, um, you know, eating for looks basically mm. instead of, you know, instead of like our overall well being and, and how we're feeling. I just seen like this um, red table talk with Jada Pinkett's, you know, Facebook uh, show. Mm-hmm. And she had a couple of nutritious, nutrition, uh, nutritionists on um, to talk to the family about, you know, how they were eating. And everybody looks good, you know, everybody's pretty slim and fit. But, you know, you find out that Jada gets horrible stomach aches when she eats. So she's got a very limited diet because everything makes her stomach hurt. And this one has something and that one has something and, and Will just constantly eats and <laughs> eats a bunch of stuff that's like horrible for him. He'll eat like chocolate cake and then maybe he'll, you know, it's just like, it's a very bizarre mix of foods that he'll put in his mouth. And, um, and then the, the nutritionists like examine them and do whatever testing they need to do. They examine the poo and all that kind of thing and come to find out Jada's got a parasite you know, and, wow. um, and she's been losing her hair. So I was, they didn't bring this up on the show, but I was wondering if that was possibly, you know, mm-hmm. a connection, she's not getting a varied enough diet. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's possibly why her hair is falling out, you know? Yeah. Um, and like autoimmune yeah. things could also be happening too, where like, you know, right. our immune system lives in the gut. If we don't give it enough nutrients, we don't have enough mm-hmm. gut bacteria to break down the food. And then Right. And then our just our gut is is actually fighting against our bodies, and then that's how we develop autoimmune diseases. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I know this like coronavirus is really affecting our our you know our people right now. And the best advice that I can give is is to take care of your immune system, and yeah. that starts with eating eating a varied, nutritious um, diet. Mm-hmm. So that makes a lot of sense. If, if it wasn't, you know, varied or that she would have something that, that was hurting her. Yeah. You know, I guess coming back around to, um, the coronavirus and all of that, mm. um, what have you been doing to kind of stay sane and take care of yourself? Um, this has come up a lot, <laughs> especially <laughs> with our own podcast and, um, 
you like both of our Instagram uh, handles and content. But um, some things that I've been doing is we've stocked up a lot on um, staples and a lot of uh, frozen items just because, you know, we're in Florida too. So we're used to stocking up for hurricane season. Um, but thank God we'll still have power and we'll still have water. So I haven't been focusing on those types of things, but mostly canned foods and, uh, frozen foods for sure. Uh, we already did our hauls, so we're good to go. Um, and then in regards to like self quarantine time, we've, we're lucky to spend that time together, which is, is so beautiful. Um, so I've been trying to separate myself from social media every once in a while and, and just have some human connection with him or, you know, that's a great thing to do with your own families or with your pets. We've been playing with our, with our pets a lot. Um, we've also been going on walks, getting out of nature because yes, we want to distance ourselves and quarantine ourselves. But if you're not coming into contact with anyone outside, it's always good to get outside um, if you can. Um, especially in this weather, I think it's like 80 something degrees outside here. What is it like in LA? It was sunny. <laughs> <laughs> now it looks like, I think it rained for a little bit and it may be back to kind of overcast right now which it's been weird. It's oh. been kind of all over the place, actually. So oh, no. um, generally, is, it's been kind of warm, but yeah. yeah. That is the beauty of Florida. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of the biggest things is, um, is also creating a, a schedule for yourself of, of some rest and some productivity. So having some time for play, and for chilling and being creative and just maybe cooking a little or watching a show or whatever. And then having times in your day where you can, you know, have a list where whether it's maybe you have nothing to do, but at least you can make a list of things like I'm going to organize my pantry. I'm going to delete all my phone photos you know, like my husband has nothing to do, but he's going through like his computer files just to feel like he has something to do, a purpose mm -hmm. that day. I think that's helping us stay a little bit more grounded and feel a little bit more productive. Um, you know, I'm addicted to, to working and being productive, uh, which can sometimes be my downfall, which is why I do have to have those, those times of rest too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are my biggest tips. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of us are kind of nesting and yeah. uh, some, I know some people are painting their apartments and yeah. <laughs> things like that. You know, I remember when this was first all, I mean, I've just been cleaning, you yeah. know, just cleaning up and, and like trying to straighten things out. And I hope things go back to normal soon, but when they go back to normal, you know, I'm kind of like prepped and ready. And maybe I've like done some, you know, rebuilding of some areas that have gotten neglected because I haven't had a lot of time for them, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of us are, I've, I've seen so many posts. Like, I just cleaned this or I just cleaned that. Or I just, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm actually working a lot on my business too, which I'm sure you understand. Mm -hmm. um, with just like planning content and, and just showing up for the online community as much as possible. Um, yeah. I have a five day challenge coming up, um, starting on Sunday. So I'm trying to like encourage people to sign up for that. Um, because yes, like 
it's about getting ready for your for your auditions. Um, but obviously, we're not going to be auditioning anytime soon. Right. But mm-hmm. the content is still relatable. It's still mm-hmm. about staying healthy um, and preparing for your big game days. Um, and this would be a great time to work on that. Well, this has been really great. I'm so glad that we got to talk and it's great for Wi-Fi that I can connect with, you know, we can connect with people everywhere. So that's, you know, that's a beautiful thing. Thank God for Zoom. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We use it all the time in our business. So where can we find you online? Yeah. So, um, if you head to Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, Daniels with an S, coaching, um, that is my handle on Instagram as well as on Facebook. So you can find me there in both places. Um, also with our podcast, me and Danny, um, it's on stage with wellness, O-N stage, and then with W-I-T-H wellness. Um, and you can cool. find us there on Facebook as well as Instagram too. Awesome. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Dina, for your time Thanks and your energy that. and all your beautiful advice and Aww. everything. I appreciate it. Amazing. It's been a pleasure. Okay, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Let's get into the singing lessons. Number one, one of the biggest things is creating a schedule for yourself of some rest and also some productivity. Number two, purpose helps us feel more grounded. Number three, when we focus on how we feel as opposed to how we look, we become a lot healthier with our emotional relationship with food. Number four, take care of your immune system. That starts with eating a varied, nutritious diet. Well, guys, once again, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you got a lot out of it. I certainly did. I love talking about this stuff. I love getting more new information and reach out to Gina if you have any other questions. Just want to do a little bit of housekeeping. Join the Facebook group if you haven't already. It's the Working Singer Podcast community. And also like the Working Singer Facebook page. Follow me on Instagram. And DM me there. I love to hear from you guys. Also, you can check this episode and any of the other episodes out at theworkingsingerpodcast.com. That's where you can also get the show notes and links. You can find all the episodes posted there up on the website. You can also find a resource page that I created a few months ago, and I have added some artist COVID resource uh, links. So check that out. I hope some of it is useful to you. Um, And that's it for this week, you guys. Thanks again for checking in with me. I really do appreciate it. And as always, I love you. I appreciate you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I will talk to you again next week.